Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Johanna and Dawkin Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Welcome to a brand new week of Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. And I say at the start of the show again, thank you from my heart to all of you who've been sending me Christmas cards. My God, the post this morning. I'm certainly getting uh, used to the handwriting again, I have to say, and enjoying it because you know what I'm doing. If you send me in a card, make sure you include your address and details. I'm sending one back to you from the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre, signed by myself with a little wish. And I'm supporting the centre this Christmas time by buying their cards and sending them out to you. Keep them coming. I just love the belt of post I'm getting every day at the moment. Welcome to the show. Hope you had a nice weekend. Let's get straight to business. My first guest of the week is a cognitive behavioural behavioural psychotherapist with more than a quarter of a century's experience dealing with us humans and the issues that impact on many of us. He's also a successful author, lecturer and extensively contributes to the debate in media circles around mental health matters. It's been a while since we've spoken and you see the reason he's with me today, he wrote a very interesting article in yesterday's Sunday Independent. I'm delighted to say hello again to Enda Murphy. Hello Enda. Hello, Jerry. How are you? And lovely to be back in the show. Not at all. It's great to have you with us. Well, when I read these words at the start of the piece you wrote yesterday, it got me thinking. You say that an abundance of toxic positivity about the eradication of COVID-19 has led to unrealistic expectations about a return to normal life. So really, Enda, myself included, I have to throw myself into the mix here, trying to be too positive and looking forward and saying there is a future and there is a way out of this it's not been the best tack to take uh, well believe it or not uh, there's a difference between being positive all right uh, problem solving and being toxically positive now in the the article that i was uh, being interviewed for i said you know who came up with the idea that the actual covid was only going to be short-lived because it didn't actually come from Enfet, it didn't come from the government, and it didn't come, you know, in another world, I'm one the director, I'm the director of the GP training scheme in the Northeast. And, you know, it didn't come from anybody that I actually know. It didn't come up from any science background because we knew from the start after MERS, we found out after SARS, that this was going to be in for the long haul and that this was going to 
viruses by their very nature, all right, they evolve, they change, and that we were going to be quite some time before we would actually work way through this. But, you know, at the start, you know, people wanted to stay positive. They said, listen, we will get through this. And yes, we will get through it. Mm. But unfortunately, you know, there's this idea that, you know, we will get through it. We only have to do it for a couple of months. We will be overcome it. And that would be fantastic. And that's kind of what it's called an acute model. In other words, I get sick, I got to deal with it and I get better. This is what we call a chronic model. And a chronic model is, is that we're going to have exacerbations of this over time and we're going to have multiple. So we're always going to have to watch it. We're always going to have to do the right thing. And we're always going to have to kind of be in and out of lockdowns, you know, depending on when the health services, you know, you know, it's under stress. So we're going to be living with this until eventually we actually get through the other end. But what wears people out is not it's not that they have to overcome something. It's having to overcome it again and again mm. and again and again. And people at this stage now are just becoming worn out. So we need to change the dialogue of what we have of how do we keep the plane flying? Because, you know, if I learned this from a pilot one time, you know, the first if when a crisis occurs in an aeroplane, the first thing, your first priority is to keep the plane flying, keep the plane in the air. So you deal with the problem directly in front of you. You don't think about landing the plane. You don't look for airports. You deal with whatever it is is in front of you to keep the plane in the air. And we deal with COVID in exactly the same way. So changing it from, you know, because this idea, you know, like kind of that, you know, that if we think and we just remain positive that that's enough. No, it's not. In a chronic model, you have to adapt and change your circumstance and change how you're responding to keep your own plane flying and the plane of your family's flying. So, Ender, along those lines, we need you now to to guide us perhaps on this, on this flight path, if you might, with a few pointers. Because I was just thinking of the three, uh, the two extremes, you know, optimism. I always see the glass half full. There's pessimism at the other side and there's probably realism in the middle. So, you know, around those and what you're saying there, what do you say to people today to help us? You're right. People are stressed out with this. They've nearly had enough of it. Yeah, they are. And the way it is, is that, you know, you know, we are in a different world. We are in a world of vaccines. You know, the people who are getting seriously ill, okay, are not the vaccinated. They're the unvaccinated ones. And we have to be quite clear about that. The thing is, you know, looking at you're still okay. We have survived so far. So what do I need to do to survive this until I get to bedtime tonight. So don't think about what happens next week. Don't think about Christmas. Don't think about anything. Think about what I need to do today. And it's the whole concept of one day at a time. You know, it's kind of focusing on, well, the kids will come home from school, all right, or maybe the schools will be closed for a reason or whatever it is like they were recently. What am I going to do? Utilize the resources that you've already used in dealing with this. All right. And what you do is, you know, you can change your attitude. What we can do is is that I'm still okay. All right. You know, even Darwin said it 200 years ago. He said the survival is not determined by our by our intelligence or our strength, but by our ability to adapt. And what we have to do is we have to adapt our lifestyle to the way it is. 
all right, that our circumstances are. So what do I need to do to get to bedtime tonight? The second thing is, is, and this was one thing that an actual client said to me last week, and it floored me because, you know, I was having, you know, like as we do, I was having a little moan about, you know, lockdowns and, oh God, mm. when are we going to get out of here? And my life is this, that and the other. And he says, Enda, he says, why don't you go over to the uh, Polish-Belarusian border? And I'm sure there's lots of people over there who would gladly swap lives with you. And he floored me. And he said, the life you're complaining about, Enda, is the life that is only a dream for other people. And he was absolutely right, because instead of looking at what I don't have and looking at the difficulties I have, why don't I sit back and take some time out to look at what I do have? Because there's things that have not been said in the press, is that especially in the early days when we went into lockdown, everybody was saying, no, we can't do this, we can't do that, we can't do the other. But the reports that I was actually getting back from people was that people were getting back to basics. Mm. People were getting back to maybe the relationships. You know, yeah. if we're going to be in the house together, how do we actually get to know each other? Why can't we actually go for a walk within our limitations? Why can't we do this? Why can't we all sit down and maybe have a meal together? Life has gone far too busy. And if you do that, you know, another expression that sometimes uses, a grateful person can never be unhappy. So gratitude always comes from looking at what it is we have that we haven't had to work for. At the moment, I have my health, thank God. All right. At the moment, I have a warm bed at night. At the moment, I can do this. At the moment, I can do that. All right. And, you know, looking at what I actually have and doing a little bit of a gratitude index. And when I actually look at this gratitude index, all right, and I'm I'm kind of kind of comfortable with it and I'm happy with it, that's where true happiness is. But the greatest thing that I actually have is that now that I've actually, somebody's put a reins and end a Murphy and he can't do this and he can't do that and the other, maybe I can come back to the greatest gift that any of us has given. And that's this moment in time. So the moment that I actually have at this moment is the greatest gift that can be given. And the gift within that gift is the opportunities that this moment gives us. So at this moment, I can actually choose to do whatever it is I want to do within my limitations. And my happiness will be determined by what I do in that moment. And don't be discouraged if you kind of if you don't do it, because in a moment's time, you'll have another moment. And it's coming back to living in the eternal now. Like everybody talks about mindfulness as if it's some kind of new idea that's been going around, you know, over the last 10 years. It's not. It's based on basic spiritual and philosophical values that have been around for thousands of years. Mm. And it's all about being here in the now. And it actually gives us the fact that we're restricted. If you live in the future, you get anxious. If you live in the past, you get depressed. If you learn to live in the present, it relieves both. Because you start seeing that maybe what I have is enough, that half of what I want, I don't really need. And that actually, when I look at what's happening in front of me, in other words, the next problem in front of me, like keeping the plane flying, is that I've been able to cope with every problem that I've had, all right, up until now, and I'm 57 years of age. So maybe I'm not going to be too bad. And if I do that and I actually sit back and just relax. And then when the kids come home from school and the wars start again, sure, you know, we can deal with that when it counts. And you've just uh, relaxed the whole plane. <laughs> but let's look at the opportunity yeah. that enforced isolation is actually giving us. Yeah. And then do something for somebody else. So if you've got somebody who's cocooning, then 
maybe lift the phone or maybe call over and maybe talk to them through the window or do something for somebody mm. else. Do you know, Wendell, like, and we're in the game here, of course, where the news breaks, you know, moment to moment and Omicron is on the way and there's panic about this and, you know, the figures every night and it's just incessant. What do you say to people who, you know, I, I listen to people saying to me, do you know something? I switch off the news now. I don't listen to it. I don't want to. But yet it's a reality. What do you say to this bombardment and dealing with this? Oh, well, it's not just COVID that that actually mm. does. I know that over time, I'm an all, I have an awful habit, all right, of kind of going on my phone. And you go onto your Facebook and you go into TikTok and you go into this and you go into that. And we're being bombarded with masses of information, yes. okay? Very little of which is of any use to us. So what I actually decided to do about three weeks ago was I thought, you know what, I just, I just deleted my Facebook account. I said, get rid of it for a while. I got rid of my TikTok account, okay, because I found out it's like addictive. You're just going through and through it and through it. So very little of this actually information is actually of any use to us. Mm. Now, the analogy I use is, is that if you see a photograph of Jerry Kelly, all right, on Google, and you click on the photograph, Google says, ah, you have engaged with that. So what does Google do? It sends you more photographs of Jerry Kelly. So if you keep clicking on photographs of Jerry Kelly, then you're going to see articles on Jerry Kelly coming up. And then you're going to see other things about Jerry Kelly. And before you know it, your whole day is consumed with what it is you're engaging with. All right. Sad day so for anyone that does that, may I say. <laughs> so what we need to do is you have to look at what it is you're actually engaging with. So if you engage with the news, and yeah, I kind of would actually read the news myself and I have all the websites and everything, right? But what will happen is, is that you start engaging with your with information. You have to ask yourself, is this just focusing on a problem or is this focusing on a solution? And if you focus on the problem, the problem gets bigger. So the more I click on articles about, you know, the doomsayers who are saying this and this is going to happen and that is going to happen, then the bigger that problem is going to grow in my head. If I focus on actually solutions, what can I do about it? Okay. And if you look up, you know, there's loads of things in YouTube is coming back, making life an awful lot more simple. You know, we've heard the expression KISS, K-I-S-S, keep it simple and stupid. The more simple you get it, all right, the easier it's going to be on you. And what you actually do is, is that you, you have a choice as to where it is you actually engage your thoughts. But very few of us will give up our irrational behaviours as long as there's any chance that we can make them win for us. You're the same, I'm the same, we're all the same. So finding willingness all right, to actually change our unhealthy habits, all right, is incredibly hard because very few of us will do that. And I saw a lovely expression one time, it was very few, there's very few people in, on, in the world who actually want to be told the truth. They want to be told that what they want to believe is the truth. So we will constantly, like Google, we will just keep engaging with what it is we want the truth to be for us. And you kind of can dig yourself into a hole and you mm. just go down that rabbit hole and you have to stop. So you have to stop. You have to pause, take three deep breaths, do a little gratitude index of what you have instead of what you don't have, and then start your day again. And if you find you're losing it in five minutes' time, start your day again and keep starting your day again. And the great thing about it is, Jerry, you can start your life any moment of any day that you want. You can start your life all over again. And people do it every day. And you're doing it in every other aspect. 
because you liked music, you didn't like music, you like this food, you don't like that food. So we're changing all the day. But before you can actually do that, you have to overcome the problem of, you know, being willing to be willing to change. And very few of us are that. Oh, and uh, do you know what? I only <laughs> realise now how much I've missed you. You really have <laughs> calmed the waters completely. I feel totally different than to when the conversation began. I am not going to leave it as long again to come back to you <laughs> and talk to you and listen to what you have to say. Those words, I'm sure, are resonating with our listeners all across the place this afternoon. Check this yeah. man out, seeme.ie. More details there about Enda. He's a terrific guy. I thank you for those words today. We really needed them, Enda. Thank you very much, Jerry, and look forward to seeing you again. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Enda Murphy there. Lives here with us in the northeast in Dunlear. Director of CME.ie. Brilliant guy. Cognitive behavioural psychotherapist. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. I do hope those words have helped you along because I'm finding it a bit overwhelming at this point in time. The cards keep coming. I keep opening. I am writing like I never wrote before. Karen and Robert Fox from Kilmallock in County Limerick. We are listening to LMFM down here in Limerick. Robert being an expat, it's a great way of keeping in touch with Drogheda and the North East. And it's lovely to hear you speak so highly of Danny and Joan McAvoy mentioned in this card as well. I always say hello to Danny and we remember Joan today. Keep up the great walk, work, say, stay safe and well. Look at this, a 3D card from Eugene Quinn in Carrick Macross. Eugene, it's the first 3D card I got. Let me open another one here. So there's that many of them. I could be at this non-stop here for the next half hour or so. Thank you for your cards. Pat and Regina Dunn from uh, Rose Hall, uh, the Lokers, Black Rock and County Loud to Jerry and all the staff in LMFM. Great show always. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. Hope the milk bottle is still in pride in place. Oh yes, you did send me a milk bottle. I have it. It still is in pride in place. Here's one glued with the tape. Oh, there's something significant in this for sure. From Balbriggan it's come this year. Yes, from uh, Michael, Sheila and family. There's a letter and a note in this. Michael and Sheila Lynch, Flemington Lane, Balbriggan. I'll get to those other ones that are in there. And just one more here. It's lovely. From Noel and Mary McIntaggart, Barronstown, Dundalk County Loud. Thank you for your beautiful Christmas card this year. Send me a card. I'll send you one back in the post from the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. I'm supporting them this Christmas time. You can buy cards and send them too to your loved ones at home and abroad. And it's going great. The cards are selling better than ever this year, which is lovely to hear. We heard that from Anne Tracy the other day. Keep them coming to me. And just a final reminder, your five-day call your five day warning Christmas pudding still coming in I have a number of them already this morning a couple more arriving best Christmas pudding in the northeast competition on late lunch happening again this year we need your puds by this Friday judging over the weekend winner announced next week so get your puddings to us as soon as you can and thank you to everybody who sent them in so far now from puddings to spuds oh we love our spuds in Ireland don't we But there's a new kid on the block. Yes, the potato is called Irish Gold and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by the son of one of the men who developed this wonderful new tatty. His name is Morris Matthews. Hello, Morris. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Just take us back. Your dad and the late Harry Kyo. How many years ago? Uh, It's going back 40 years plus, uh, Jerry. It was bred by dad and Harry and um, they bred this, this this wonderful potato and... As I said, it's only coming to fruition now in the last the last two years. Um, but it's, it's a wonderful variety. It's a lovely, beautiful flavour, beautiful taste. Uh, has a very distinct purple eye, which has which is uh, which is the same characteristics as a blueberry. 
So it's actually a superfood as well as everything else. And um, it's, it's a really smashing variety, but, but a ball of flour. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. I was going to come in, but you beat me to it. But here's the thing, you know what I mean? And I understand this as well, because I grow my own. I'm a little bit of an amateur gardener. And I sure. do understand a bit about spuds and that. People might say 40 years, but in developing varieties, it does take time. Now, perhaps not 40 years, but it does take time. Oh, it takes a lot of time, Jerry. Look, I, I, I've been very lucky with, with uh, the Spillane family in Gibbstown have been very good to us. I mean, they've, they've tried this for the last number of years and, and it's been a, look, it's been a trial and error basis but we've actually perfected the art now at this stage. We're, we're well ahead of it and, and uh, the lads down there do, do a great job on it. But yeah, look, it, it's, it's, a long, it's a long, long, long journey. It's like a bit like a racehorse, Jerry. <laughs> you get the lineage right eventually and then you settle on your on, on your Gigi but this potato I know it's receiving rave reviews it's versatile isn't it because you know they say some is a good chipper some is a good boiler some is a good roaster baker this seems to have them all does it? It, ha- it, it does Jerry that's the reason why Dad and, and Harry actually bred it because it does everything it, it, it makes a lovely roast potato it makes a lovely chip but, but most of all to put it in the, put it in the boiler in the, in the jacket it's just, it's just magnificent. It's just something up for Christmas dinner. I'd be recommend everyone to use it. I mean, we've been using it like for the last three months, and every day it's just, just wonderful, wonderful. When you talk about it in an Irish context, we know we still love our potatoes in Ireland, even though the pastas and the rices are a big part. But God Almighty, this kid here, I won't pass a potato ever. I just yeah. absolutely adore them. But when it comes to Ireland and our climate and growing them, how does it fare out? You know, we have the battle with blight. We have uh, sometimes uh, dry summer like the summer gone by how does it cope with stresses the variety itself is good it's, it's, it's the second early really second early early main crop cherry and it, it look it, it, it's adapted look it is, it's, it's a truly Irish variety that, that, that has adapted to our climate so like this is you know this is 100% Irish it, it, it suits basically the temperate climate that we, we have you know and it, there's, no, there's no issues with it but as I said to you the lads in Gibbstown do a great job and it's, it's, it's well minded down there you know does it yield well? Because you know yourself, and, and I know the, the lads in Gibbstown, and you're familiar with a range of potatoes. The rooster sort of dominates now. You know, no matter where you go, even the former years of the 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 cares pink, uh, you know, that was there at one stage. Now the rooster yeah. is predominant. What does this uh, Irish gold like in terms of yield? Yeah, it's a good yield. I mean, it, it's a good crop. Um, it, 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 it would yield sort of on the same lines as rooster. Mm. But remember, to rooster, rooster was never bred for. It was never bred for table use. It was bred as a crispin variety. Right. Whereas this is this this one Irish gold is actually this is bred for for taste and flavour. Like it really, really is 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 is, is the change, You know. Okay, so you're saying with this one, there's nothing to really match it when you talk about it uh, as a second. Did you say it was a second early? Or? It's, a, it's, it's a second early cherry, yeah. early main crop. So it, it would be slightly earlier than rooster. It would it would it would yeah. mature just a little bit earlier than rooster. So it actually will will. will uh, we can actually harvest it maybe maybe two or three weeks earlier than rooster, okay. you know. And storage wise, good store as well. Good storage, Jerry. Yeah, it stores really well. I mean, it's 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 it stores really really well. I mean, we can have this basically right up to June. Um, but as I said to you, yeah, it, it does it does everything, Jerry. It it, it it ticks all the boxes. Now, as regards, you know, uh, distribution of it and where it's available. I know it's available. We're going to talk about this country in a moment. But I believe you're in the export market with this already. Yeah, believe it or not, Jerry, it's, it's a historical day for us because we're actually we're on the UK market. We actually arrived in the UK today, so it's it's been launched by O'Kane Foods in in uh, for the UK market for the for the diaspora in in uh, across the water, and 
Okay, Kane loves it. I'll be honest with you. But like, what, what more could you get than, than an Irish bud on your plate for? Mm-hmm. You know, so, somewhere abroad for for Christmas dinner. So like, it, it's 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 really you know it, it it ticks all the boxes again. But we also have a small export market to Dubai as well. But we're looking at all sorts of weird and wonderful challenges at the moment to to, to promote it. Now tell me this: uh, where can people find this spot in the Irish marketplace at the moment? Okay, Jerry, it's, it's available in most good green grow in most of the good green grocers. I mean Harrison Bailey Borough have it. We have uh, New Barn Farm, we have uh Eamon McGinn down in um Eamon McGinn down in Dundalk, Country Fresh, Harris uh Harris is in O'Brien and Kells, um and we have boards in Avon and, and, and fairways in Dundalk. So they like they, yeah. and all all good all good fruit and veg shops will have us, you know. Our, 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 and as I said, we're open to anyone needs it. Just just follow me. We have my number. You can be able to see for a company, and we will certainly be only too delighted to supply you. And uh, the uh, potato itself, you're obviously a spud man years and years. It's in your sure. DNA. What's your favourite way to enjoy potatoes? Come on. Tell uh, me. It has to be Jerry the spoon with butter. It has to be in this jacket. It has to be. You have to put him in the pot and boil him, and, and just just let him just let him just 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 break open in the jacket. That's and put a little bit of pepper and salt, and a little bit of butter. Genie, Matt Jerry, it's, it's the superfood. It's the super spot. <laughs> it certainly is. Anyway, well done to everyone at Gibbstown Jerry, Farm thank you very much. and yourselves with the new one. Good luck with it. It sounds great. Thank you very much, Jerry. I really appreciate it. Have a really nice Christmas. You too. Take care of yourself. That's uh, Morris Matthews there uh, about Irish gold. His dad, yes, his dad uh, and the late Harry Kill, famous man, uh, developing that potato. When you think of the time frame, and now it really is uh, coming to fruition. They'd be so proud of it, wouldn't they, if Harry were alive? And his dad, I have to tell you, Morris's dad, going strong and working away there in his early 80s. We wish him well. I mentioned the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Champions League draw is being redone. Oh, there must be ructions uh, in UEFA at the moment, whatever happened there. Anyway, for Man City fans, who did you get for time round when I see Man City you got Villarreal no you don't have Villarreal this time Man City got Sporting Lisbon Sporting Lisbon and Manchester City is the redraw there for Man City fans the Portuguese uh, side rather than the Spanish side that draw is happening as we speak here on late lunch gotta uh, come back to your cards again and I have to say just looking through them there they're simply beautiful your handwriting your attention to detail Nolene Shields Burns I have a lovely one there from Kells in County Mead just to mention a few more of them there's a donation in that one you're so good with the donations I didn't ask for the donations because the cards alone were doing the job with the cards but if you send in a donation I promise you I am passing the donation onto the Kelly Centre there's one there when I just see who's on this one here Paul Pauline and uh, Pauline Jordan. Well done to you, Pauline. Got the card. I don't know whether you have your address on that. Make sure you put your address on I don't know whether I have there, Pauline. But anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll try and find you one way or another. Let me know. Um, Lily Doggett from Trim. Good on you, Lily. Card in today to me as well. Who's this one from? Mick and Nolene Cox. That comes from uh, today uh, to me. Sabrina Nee Murray. They just go on and on, don't they? That comes in from Patricia there. Patricia Levins in Blanchard's down in Dublin lovely to hear from you a Kelly card to me I'll be sending one back Uh, that comes in today from the Reeds in Monk Newtown in Slane thank you very much indeed for that one and finally Dennis McArdle my old friend my young friend Dennis McArdle the famous referee all the way from Dundalgan thank you Dennis appreciate the card really love it hope you're all keeping well and so on and so on they go late lunch LMFM radio now Christmas 
time and new songs. We always have our antennae up looking for really nice songs. And uh, we're going to talk about one for the next while because a, a CD popped into my post recently with a lovely little note to tell me that myself, that's Matthew Rocket, and a very good friend of mine, Blaheen Seville, we uh, study at TU in Dublin. She studies drama. I'm doing music, performance and composition. And we wonder, would you consider our new song for Christmas? Well, you know what? It grows in you, this one. It certainly does. It's called, Ma- it's called Mama Needs Christmas. And they're both on the line. Good afternoon, Matthew and Blaheen. Hello, hi, how's it going? Very good, thank you both for joining me on the show. Well, I'll start with yourself, Matthew. Tell me the genesis of this song and the story behind it. How did it happen? Sure, yeah. So, uh, it was actually, it was released last December, uh, December 1st, but we didn't really get to promote it, um, Mm. sort of because because of COVID, but uh, also because, this is probably the main reason, because I had the impulse to write it uh, probably just a week or two before in November. Um, you have people like, you know, Frank Sinatra, who were back in May and June decorating the studio with their, their lights and trees and tinsel to get into the Christmas mood to mm. record all the way back in summer. So we, we left it quite tight. So I gave myself just a, a bit of a deadline to get it out for the 1st of December. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, blowing was, was, was great to be able to, to come on board and do the singing. So she learned it like so quick. We had a, uh, a couple of days of me smacking the piano, being like, "No, no, that's 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 the wrong notes or whatever." But now, to be fair, she was she was really she was great. She was able to to learn us mm. uh, so fast and had this like you know a vulnerability that you'll you'll hear in the track. Um, that it's the main theme of it, really, uh, to explore that vulnerability. And um, so, yeah, we, we we did it within just over <laughs> a week to go. Yes. And uh, I also just wanted to, to thank, uh, shout out to Ben Rollins. He's uh, out in TU Dublin. He is the studio engineer. Mm. And I just I just texted him up and was like, you know, would you would you do a a favor for me? And he was he was so accommodating. Uh, was able to to record us. I had envisioned and I had created a whole uh, not a full symphony sound, but we had strings and horns and everything. Mm. And I, we we showed up at, at the studio, and it was it was in that second that I, I saw the upright, and it was a felt piano, so that's just felt uh, on the strings to to give a a paired back sound, uh, and just a bit of a, a muffly sound. And I decided let's let's scrap that, let's let's really pair it back, and let's just use the piano, and let's use Blowing's great voice. Yes. And, uh, and that's really what's going to come through because we're going to hear it in a moment. So what happened last year? Time is Timing is everything in life. I'm sure you've heard this before and uh, <laughs> you left it too. That's the story behind this. It was too tight for last Christmas. It didn't make an impact. It really didn't get out there. But by God, yeah. you weren't going to be caught this time round. You've got it out in, in, in good time as well. Who wrote the lyrics and uh, etc.? Is that your work? Yeah, that, the, yeah the, music, the music and lyrics is, is all mine. Yes. So, um, I don't know. I can maybe tell you a little bit about where kind of the, the story about it as well. Yeah. Um, why Why did you write a song about mammies? <laughs> well, uh, I I don't know. I I I'm a, a real sucker for sad things about Christmas, uh, and just exploring that the the sad sadness of Christmas because for a lot of people it is a, it's obviously a lovely time of year, but it can mm. also be really really stressful. Mm. So this song is exploring and taking a look at maybe the child's perspective 
um, and the relationship with the kids and and their mum. Yeah. Uh, so the, the song is really like looking at the the mother who's you know stressing, panicking about all the festivities coming up to Christmas, getting presents. You know, maybe there'll be relatives and stuff and tensions. Um, and she's just worried about Christmas, and and the kid sees this and naively thinks it's just because uh, because of Santa coming and stuff, and and she she you know is heartbroken, telling him that maybe Santa won't be able to come, it might be uh, he might be delayed, and he like the, the kid he or she sees the, the mother crying and thinking that it's because Santa's not coming that she's upset, mm. and as the song goes on, um, the, the kids realizes that it's it's not really about yes uh it's not really about the presence uh, and that um it's it's experiencing in some shape or form that christmas is it's it's about the hug at the end it's, yes it's a, it's love about, love yes. love 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 it is about love and and yeah. and, and you know mams are often our mammies are, are often overlooked at this time because they do so much and they carry so much at christmas time and there is a real meaning to this hey let's bring in your beautiful vocalist blind hello hi how are you i'm good is he a mammy's boy yes definitely is he <laughs> <laughs> uh, that could be your first and last song on vocals with Matthew Rocket after that no I don't mean to cause any of this between I'm only cutting of course Blahin tell us about you you are studying is it performance you have the most beautiful voice yeah I'm actually in the middle of a show right now um, but yeah I've, I've always sang since I was very young I started with musical theatre and then that's the drama and music is kind of what I want to do and then when I went to college I met Matthew and obviously because he's a pianist and a composer kind of just worked mm. itself out yeah and and you really put feeling and meaning into this so it it means something to you too despite me slagging the other fella <laughs> yeah no I definitely think that the lyrics speak for itself in terms of I think sometimes Christmas is so orientated around family but it also can be quite a materialistic thing and you can kind of lose sight of how grateful you can be to, to your loved ones and how much they do for you over like the Christmas period and in life in general like my parents are both amazing for what they've like done mm. in my life and sometimes you do forget that they need a Christmas too yes. um, and like so many of my friends would have came up to me last year when I came out and they were like it actually made me think, like, you know, my mom actually does deserve a pat on the back. <laughs> yes, they all do. All mammies do. Well, listen, let's hear what it's all about. I thank you for sending it to me, Matthew, explaining the whole background to it. I wish you both well with it. I'm delighted to play it on Late Lunch today to let our listeners have a listen to this. It's a new one for Christmas. It's called Mama Needs Christmas. Happy Christmas to both of you and all the best with your studies for the new year, Matthew and Blahin. Thank you so much. And I just really wanted to say really quickly that we actually have a, a new companion song to this uh, yep. just released uh, last week. Uh, I'm, I'm really good for releasing them really, really too late. <laughs> but uh, we do have a, another companion song uh, called When I Was a Kid. Um, and it's it's sort of along the same lines, actually. Okay. Um, so you can actually, all your listeners can find that on any streaming platform. Okay, that's as well, there so. as well. Yeah, and I picked up yours. I have the CD, but I picked it up streaming earlier today. Anyway, good luck to you with that. Get them out earlier next year. <laughs> with you, wish you both well. Here it is, folks. Mama needs Christmas. 
said that Santa's lost his way Mightn't make it Christmas Day After all I've been so good this year What a pity about the news That Santa's got the blues So I think it's time to spread some cheer Now for the next number of days on Late Lunch, on the run into Christmas, we're making home calls abroad and our destination today is Italia. And I'm joined by a former Dundalk resident who moved out there many years ago, spoke to him this year on the show and he's always in touch listening. Tommy O'Rourke, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, Jerry. How are you keeping? I'm keeping really well. It's great to chat to you again. I know Brian was talking to you earlier on, and if you saw it here with the darkness and the dullness and the dampness, go on, sicken us. What's it like out there? The sun's spitting the trees. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tommy, I'm ending this conversation. I'm just fed up already. What are you lick? It's lovely, is it? That's lovely, yeah. it was so nice that we were able to sit outside this morning having a coffee at one of the local bars. It was lovely. <laughs> Tommy O'Rourke, you have the life. There's no doubt about it. Just remind our listeners again, your your story is a lovely one. You, you, you were, First of all, tell them where you are in Italy and how you come to live there and how long you're there. Okay. I'm in a, a little village uh, 56 kilometres north of, of Rome. And... Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. 25 years ago, we came here first on holidays because um, my sister-in-law had a nice little apartment down in the what they call the Centro Storico, the, the old centre. Mm. Um, and because we were able to stay there, it was great because we didn't have all the expense you needed for hotels and the whole lot. Yes. And we were close enough to Rome to be able to get a bus in or a train in. Mm. And it was great. So that went on for about uh, five summers. And then 20 years ago, we decided we, we'll give it a chance and see because um, I, wasn't, I wasn't working full time at the time and I just felt like retiring. Yeah. And um, as a man says, I retired young. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, that, that's basically what happened. We, we, we all moved here in 2001 and uh, we haven't regretted. We haven't looked back. They're, they're very nice people here. It's a small village of about 7,000 people in it. And um, <clears throat> they're very, very, they're very welcoming. As I told you before, Jerry, when, when they heard us speak in English initially, they thought we were English. Mm. And they kind of, they didn't, they weren't so friendly to us. But when they realized that we were Irish, the whole attitude changed completely. Like, you know, so mm. well, it's a lovely village. It really is. And yeah. yeah. And tell me, the move, you moved, who else moved at that time with you? Um, my wife, my two daughters, um, Emma and Dalish, and my son Christopher. Yeah. And um, since we, since the move and all, my my daughter 
Danish had a, a lovely daughter herself, my granddaughter Aoife, and um, she definitely keeps me on up on my toes. Like there's no doubt about it. <laughs> they will. The grandchildren do for sure. I know what you're talking about. Oh, so yeah. all your family live there now. Yes, a whole lot of us are here. Yes, we are indeed. So, um, but it, it, it's it's a lovely. It is a nice life. It's a comfortable life for myself, my wife. Um, so we, I'm on the, I'm, I'm pensioned off now. It's great, like you know. So mm. it's it, it's fantastic, like you know. I haven't worked here since I came over, so um, it's um, it's been good. But it really yeah. has. It's been yeah. very good. And 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 you know, at this time of the year, like uh, Christmas in Ireland, I don't have to remind you. Look, it is dark and it is dull, but it is the time of the year. We have to accept that the year moves yeah. through. But you know it as well. It's a lovely time. Families come together. We eat together. We celebrate together. We reflect yeah. on the year gone by. Look to the year ahead, and the lights go up on the trees and everything. You know, you've done this for years and yeah. years yourself. I'm just curious. Is it different in Italy in the way they celebrate it? I tell you, the lights are up already uh, here uh, through the village and other villages as well that I passed through okay. the last couple of weeks. Um, here, the, a big, the big day is the 24th of December, where the families get together and traditionally they eat fish and vegetables. Okay. That's, that's the tradition on, a, on a Christmas Eve. Um, Chris, Christmas Day was always here. Santa Claus always came, but it wasn't as big until the last... 10, 15 years, it got very, very big. Mm. Because their, their main holiday, their main feast was the 6th of January. We call it Christmas. They call that La Bafana, which is the good witch. Right. And she she would come and give the kids, uh, good kids presents and the kids that were bold, she would leave some coal for them. Okay. So so, so what you're saying to me is it's quite different. So it's it, it's Christmas Eve and it's fish and vegetables and the families come together. But the 6th yeah. of January is the real big one. It's a, it's a big one. But now nowadays Christmas is just as big. Right. It really is. Okay, so and that's have, changed. Time, yeah. yeah, yeah. When, when you think about your years, Tommy, in Ireland and Christmas is here, um, what do you, what, is there something you miss about not being in Ireland at Christmas time? Believe it, believe it or not, I, I miss meeting my sister and her husband and their family at at, at, at Christmas because um, it's great to have the phone and be able to do WhatsApp to them, but it's not the same as sitting down and, and getting together and that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. most of the time that we got together with my sister and her husband was when my parents were alive, they, they would bring them over to us um, and visit us and we'd have Christmas Eve together. But... Um, it's still the same. Christmas Day here is exactly the same as Christmas Day in Ireland for me, with the family itself, like, you mm. know, so it's, it's great. Do you get turkey or ham or anything like that? Or what's the food like on Christmas Day there? I don't get, you get turkey, but we go for chicken now, chicken, ham, yeah. um, Brussels sprouts, mm. um, roast potatoes, boiled potatoes, <laughs> and uh, uh, broccoli and cauliflower. So, I mean, we have a good selection. We don't go hungry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you leave the pasta aside for Christmas Day, do you? Oh, that's you. That's just Believe it or not, I only have I only have pasta about twice a day, uh, twice a day, Amy, twice a week, and yeah. I have pizza about twice or three times a week. You know, so mm. and the rest, the rest of it is just straightforward. It's no not much different than it was in Ireland. I still have coddle. I, you know, so yeah. it's, it's cool to make the coddle here, so it's fantastic. Oh, now you're talking when you mentioned the coddle, for sure. Anyway, the other the, the other thing I was to ask you, 
Um, in terms of faith and, and, and belief and religion, you know, Italy would be regarded like Ireland, but look, times I know have changed. Is is, yeah. is religion still important around the Christmas time for families it there? Is. Yeah, yeah, very important. It really is. And um, you'll see more, more so than on a Sunday sometimes that they'll be split going to Mass families. But on a Sunday, they're, kind of, they're more together, heading off to Mass, you know, as a family, as a family unit. Mm. You know, so it is. It's very, it's very well done, and we only have what is it? I think it's seven churches here in the village. You know, so <laughs> seven, God, seven churches. Be the God. About seven, I think. Uh, yeah, seven. I think there there are a couple now that have been de- deconsecrated, but yeah. it's um, it's fantastic. It really is. You have a good selection. Mm. Of churches, they're not they're not short, like you know what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I know you keep in touch with home, and you you listen to us regular as well. What's your yeah. sister's family? Give her a shout out there. You better while you're on with me. A better one, uh, uh, Marie McCourt. Uh, they're living at Thai at the moment. Okay. So they do. They have been there for several years. Yes. Okay. Her husband Martin and the family. Okay. So it's not it's great. Like the whole family now. Are, are one one girl is in. Uh, England, but the rest of the family are in Ireland, you mm. know, so mm. it's, it's nice, like, you know, she's a great sister, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Lovely yeah. to mention, yeah. what is the yeah. big benefit of living in Italy, not far from Rome? What is the biggest benefit to you in your life? Believe it, believe it or not, I'm able to live on my pension. Yep. And um, I have a better, better lifestyle in the sense of that more, more at ease, more comfortable. Um, if I was in Ireland, I wouldn't have the lifestyle I have here. Mm. It would be too expensive. I wouldn't be able to make ends meet. As a matter of fact, I'd say I'd have to be still working uh, to make ends eat meet in Ireland. So I would. Where here, I'm, I, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm not rich or anything, but I'm comfortable. Yeah, and that's yeah. all you can be: comfortable and content, yeah. and have your health and your happiness, which I always gauge from you. You have it by the bucketful, to be honest with you. <laughs> You're, you have it made. I say again, Tommy O'Rourke. Oh, the other thing yeah. is: do you get any Christmas cards, or do you send any? Oh, I do. I send Christmas cards. Do you? As Good. a matter of fact, since you've mentioned Christmas cards, there's one in the post here. Ah, oh, good on you. Good on you. And I'm sending one back to you as well. You know what I'm at here, too. You'll be listening to me anyway. Yeah, I'm sending one. That's great. I sent one to yourself and then one to Louise as well. Lovely. You're a star, man. You really... Whatever, whatever there is. <laughs> By the way, just to let you know, I, I got my wife to help me to translate the Italian into English for you. So... You'll be able to understand what it means. <laughs> you are so good to you. Hey, you, you keep... What's her first name? Tell me that wonderful Sheila. woman's name. Oh, Sheila. She's originally from Mullingar. Is she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she didn't know anything about me. That's how she, I was able to get her. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you meet her? I'm actually... Believably, I met her in Echo. She came in... I was working in Echo full time. And she came in for a summer job, and uh, that's how we met up. Now, she was warned off against me, like, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't listen. Ah, <laughs> oh, go out of that. You're only being harsh on yourself. She oh, loves oh, you oh. to bits. And look, how long are you oh. married? How long are you married, Tommy? Oh, 
Oh, 47 years. Well, there you go. 47 yeah. not out. What do you say about that? BJ, but she's, she's lucky she, she, she latched on to you. Anyway, look, I just wanted to say hello to you today because I know you're with us Thank regularly you. and to touch base with you in Italy to wish you and Sheila and all of the family all the very best at this time. Have a lovely uh, Christmas and all the best for 22. And I'm going to sign off by saying Buon Natale. Buon Natale. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tommy. Have a good one and thanks for joining me on the show today. Right, a Merry Christmas to everyone. All Same to you. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. 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 That's Tommy O'Rourke. What a lovely fellow is. When you just enjoy him, you really do your heart good. Speaking to us from just outside Rome in Italy this afternoon. More calls abroad on late lunch over the coming days. Dan Smyers and Shay Mooney, big in Nashville, Tennessee, with a lovely Christmas song. Isn't it officially Christmas? Shay Mooney, I was just saying, he has to be Irish, hasn't he? More of your cards. Oh, isn't that beautiful there? Really beautiful. And Pat and Margaret Hanratty. And Margaret made that card herself. Holy God, will you look at this? Anne Burton, hello, Anne. Thank you for the lovely gift for the Kelly Centre as well. For your good wishes this Christmas time to myself and Louise. John Connolly, good old John, always with us. Thank you so much. Peter McQuillan as well. Happy Christmas to you, Pete. Thanks for sending us the card and Betty Walsh and our family and so on and so on they go. Keep the cards coming to me. Now, let's have a wee listen to this. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. One of them, when her soap and sleigh. Hey, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. One of them, when her soap and sleigh. Hey, dashing through the snow, with one her soap and sleigh. All we go, laughing all the way, ha ha. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. One of them, when her soap and sleigh. Hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you too, Lucy Brown. Isn't she lovely? She, Lucy sent us in that lovely song last Christmas time. Christmas cuties on late lunch. We're playing them all next week on the show, on the run into the Christmas holidays. If you're children, if you're listening in the cars today at the schoolyard, record your children singing a little Christmas song for us, a poem or whatever. WhatsApp it into us on 086-1800-658. Better still, email to latelunch at lmfm.ie. Latelunch at lmfm.ie. And it's brought to you again this year by Shoe City Castle Blaney, Ireland's number one shoe store. And they've given us a wonderful family voucher. If you send us in your children, we'll play them on late lunch. They'll all go into a hat and one person will win that lovely voucher on late lunch Christmas week. Get them to us. Now, my artist of the week this week. Well, the way this came about was um, about a month ago, you know, I have a little fellow came into my life. My grandson, Harry Kelly, was born about a month ago and I played a particular song from on his arrival into this world. Welcome to my world. And the song was by Mr. Jim Reeves. And a number of people said to me, would you not feature him on your Artist of uh, the Week, Cherry? And it's coming to an end for this year, and an end, indeed, 
So I've decided I will, because I'm going back a little bit here, but what a man he was. Yes, Jim Reeves, Gentleman Jim, was born on August 20th, 1923, the youngest of eight children. He hailed from Galloway, Texas, and was known as Travis when he was a young fella. He was a brilliant athlete who won a scholarship to the University of Texas, where he combined athletics with speech and drama. Alas, he didn't last long. He quit college to work at the shipyards in Houston, Texas. But he did pursue a career in baseball with the St. Louis Cardinals. He was a gifted pitcher until he severed his sciatic nerve and that brought that phase of his life to an end. He wanted to join the US Army during wartime in the 40s, but unfortunately he failed a medical, which then put him in the direction of of the whole singing uh, radio business because he became a radio announcer which led him eventually to KWKH AM in Louisiana and their very popular programme at the time called Louisiana Hayride. Louisiana Hayride. Where Reeves made his mark as a presenter, yes he did, he was a brilliant presenter, but he used to sing as well between presenting and that's where his voice came to the fore in the late 40s and early 50s. It was so unique, he was picked up by Abbott Records, who released his first batch of hits, and he had hits almost straight away with songs such as Mexican Joe, Bimbo, and the enduring Jim Reeves classic, which I begin my week of Gentleman Jim with today. Just for you. I love you because you Understanding every single thing I try to do, you're always there to lend a helping hand. I love you most of all because you. Gentlemen, Jim, my artists of the week this week on Late Lunch. And, you know, it brings me back to my home and my parents and that music that they loved all those years ago. And, you know, when you listen to him, what a voice, what a performer. Unbelievable. I'll bring you more about Jim in words and song round about this time tomorrow. Yes, Jim Reeves bringing back memories for a number of listeners there. Caroline, Mary, Siobhan, Margaret, etc. They go on. Thank you indeed for your lovely messages. More from him tomorrow on the show. Listen to this. This is some role of honour, I have to say. Two AA rosettes retained for 10 con- for. 10 consecutive years at best 100 places to stay in Ireland every year it's been named since 1998 AA National Award for Guest Accommodation of the Year and so on and so on it goes it's simply wonderful it's an outstanding place and I'm delighted to say hello again to its proprietor Paul Carroll hello Paul well, afternoon, Jerry. Fair play to you. Thanks very much. How can I follow that? Um, I don't know what to do or what to say. <laughs> well, um, but thank you very much. Not at all. You deserve all. You see, what came to the attention was the AA again, but, you know, saying this is the place to go and be and stay and enjoy. Paul, I'll tell you what to say to me. And I don't want you to give away everything. Paul, what's the secret? Well, the secret is um, being here in Carniford. You know Carniford. Carniford's great. It's got a lot mm. of other restaurants, a lot of other bars, a lot of other cafes. And it's great to be literally a stone's throw away from there and have that on our doorstep. We've got the 
we've got the mountain, we've got the greenway, uh, we've got the lock in front of us, and it works. Um, yes, uh, we do well ourselves, but it wouldn't work without the rest of Carnaford with, with us. You've got bicycle hire, mount, um, mountain um, bikes as well you can hire. You can go up the mountain led by Cloda. And there's a stack of things here to do. Yes, you can relax here in front of the log fires. You can have a candlelit dinner. We've got lovely bedrooms. We've, we're virtually stripped every bathroom back and got a separate roll-top bath and power shower in each room. None of that uh, showers over baths. Uh, which I think should should be outlawed. So uh, yeah, we're constantly uh, working on the on the whole offering here at uh, what is a beautiful Georgian house, respecting its past, but looking towards the future. And um, it's nice to be recognised, Jerry. Ah, oh, it certainly is, and well deserved. I'm glad you mentioned that about the, the shower over the bar. I couldn't agree with you more. But here, you're being a you're being a little bit coy because when I look at your team. Right? <laughs> Mammy Joyce, yourself and all of the others there, you have people who are with you for the long haul. That has to be something as well. well I'm very proud of the people who we have here. Um, the good ones, as you know, you want to keep. Um, so, um, yes, for instance, Orla in the office, when I interviewed her, first of all, she couldn't work for the hours that we wanted her to because she just had a baby and she couldn't work in the evenings. I said, look, can I keep your number? I might give you a ring if there's an office hour off off office hours that come up and about six months later I phoned her up and said look office hours hours to suit uh, what do you think she's been with us ever since and the little baby she had at the time is uh, now working for us um, <laughs> at the weekend so um, yeah it's it's lovely to have that connection um, with the people who live here and uh, yeah Stefan in the kitchen there he's a good chef um, he's got a hell of a lot of um, good um, experience behind yes. him and lives in a beautiful place in Carnaford here and been with us nine years, enjoys his food, enjoys using what we have in the herb garden, the vegetable garden, and um, is given a good free reign to do what he does. Um, mm. And, yeah, it's it's uh, nine years he's been with us and other people have been here a good amount of time yes, as well. Yes, they so have. I'm just, looking, I'm just looking at their CVs uh, uh, and the length of time they have, which it is a big part of it. You mentioned uh, the growing, the gardens, the local produce there as well, all that underpinning it. But look, at, I have to ask you when you're with me today, you are so successful, but how have you... You know, I remember talking to you. Remember we spoke, you came here, the, yeah, yeah. Cr- the crash and yeah. the, the Celtic Tiger just yeah. blew up and you were facing that, you came through that. What about these uncertainties? times Paul well I think it helps Jerry to be small we've only got 12 rooms um, being a Georgian house we've got nice high ceilings uh, a good amount of space in the restaurant because that's in the drawing room of the house the breakfast is in the um, uh, ballroom of the house again a lovely high ceiling people seem to understand that we are um, uh, COVID friendly I suppose um, yes, yeah doing all the cleaning and everything else like that but um yeah, yeah. One when we closed down, we obviously did a quite a lot to the house, um, did a lot of painting, a lot of uh, other bits and pieces, um, and we're ready for when we were told to op- open up. And I guess being that little bit smaller, people seem to recognise that they want to go to a smaller places, they don't want to go to the big hotels, um, and uh, we've capitalised upon that. 
Um, and we were ready as soon as we opened up. And thank- thankfully, yes, as soon as on the 2nd of June we were told to open up, boy, did we open up the first day. Didn't wait two or three days, as some people did. Uh, we opened up on the first day and we were ready. And um, we've been um, going at it ever, ever, ever since. But, um, yeah, I think um, continually reassessing and readjusting um, and able to adjust because we're small, um, keeps us ready for the long run. Mm, 25 years. You will be at the helm next year. Does it seem like the blink of an eye at this stage? Uh, it does that, for sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's uh, When you say quarter of a century, next year will be quarter, 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 quarter of a se- century, which mm. sounds uh, a long, long time. It's like uh, when I go take uh, guests up the stairs for their drinks to the restaurant and introduce them to the waitress for that evening. And I said, oh, here's um, Olive for for instance, and these guests may have got married with us like 20 years ago. Mm. I says they got married with us 20 years ago before you were born because uh, the waitress is uh, 19 years old or something because we like to train young, young ones, local young, young ones as well. So um, we've got guests here and the people serving them weren't even born when they were here first. So, um, yeah, it's nice to have um, people coming back again after a long period of time. Mm, and, um, certainly is. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we enjoy what we do. People who work here enjoy what we do, and it's nice to share that with other people. Well, look, I just wanted to acknowledge today in a short call to you the wonderful success you've been. To congratulate you and your mum and everybody there on again uh, picking up the AA Rosette for the tenth consecutive year. And I don't think I mentioned either. He's been in the Blue Book, Ireland's Blue Book, so prestigious since 2014. You have it all by the spadeful. Whatever you have, bottle it, keep it, keep it going for the next 25. And congratulations to you, Paul. We're doing our best and really appreciate it. Thanks, Jerry. Not at all. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. Bye bye, bye bye. That's Paul Carroll there from the wonderful Gan House in North Loud. It is something else. It really is. Anyway, that's almost a lot on late lunch for this Monday afternoon. Coming up on tomorrow's show for his final chat with us this year, uh, Paul Moyner will be back tomorrow as Omicron moves on and we move into a different phase. Alan O'Donoghue is here. Uh, what a guy he is. All about parenting on the show. And Christmas, New Year can be a fractious time for families. And our call abroad tomorrow goes to Luxembourg to a certain priest called Father Michael Cusack. I think you know him indeed. And more besides coming up on the show on Tuesday afternoon. My thanks to Brian Farley, who's been with me all afternoon today. Thank you, Brian. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us and I'll be back, please God, tomorrow, 1.30, with Tuesday's Late Lunch. Have a nice evening. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sendero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.